welcome back to the show that is the one neither the man nor the queen will be appearing on. It's Pro Grapplers. Introducing first, I am reluctantly apologizing for hitting my bosses so I can keep my title shot, even though their boss slash daddy is going to steal it from me later in the night because he's a dick. I am Amazing Jason Ziggler, and my opponent, he is one half of the new Raw Tag Team Champions, and we hope and pray it actually goes somewhere this time. He is Steve the Shin Kicker Shinny. See, yours is very specific. You can only be one person. I could be two. Maybe I am two. Oh, all this time. It explains the, the dichotomy in your personality. Exactly. Sometimes he's nice, sometimes he's not. Sometimes it's like what the, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you feel like a dash, <laughs> sometimes you toss him. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And I like Almond Joys way better than Mounds. So, come on. Well, yeah, because Mounds has coconut, and coconut should not be eaten by anyone, ever. Al- Almond Joys also have coconut. Yeah, that, that's uh, We're not going to get into that. That that, that, that whole... That, that's so confusing. That... I, <laughs> I used to like ask my mom like some people ask their kid ask their parents you know where do babies come from and what happens when we die no 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 I asked what the hell's up with almond joy and mounds <laughs> <laughs> explain that to me why is almond joy the one that has coconut they both What's have going coconut on? <laughs> the same thing the only difference is one has almonds and thereby gives you more joy well it'd, it'd be much more joy if they left out the coconut <laughs> and we're anyway. going- we're going to leave out the main roster stuff. Obviously, we're going to be talking about Elimination Chamber for the last half of the episode. But we are going to give a little love to the non-main roster shows. That's right. We're going to talk about NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live for a bit here because we watched those shows this week. And um, I really hate that I get to NXT last now and I watch it and I'm just like, oh my god, there's so much I want to talk about here. Why did we not t- do that? So we're doing that this week. And... Uh, I don't know if you watched, I know I said we have to watch this week's shows, but I don't know if you watched last week's NXT or saw the uh, the highlights. There is a, for all intents and purposes, an enhancement talent that they've introduced down at Full Sail. Uh, his name is Eric Bugenhagen. 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 It's a fun name to say. It is. He's also a fun guy because he is ripped. Like, he's huge, but he has, like, big 80s hair, and he plays air guitar, and when he was, um, uh, oh, crap, who was he wrestling? He wrestled somebody, and he got, got beaten pretty handily, but it was still very entertaining, to the point where they actually had to t- t- tape another segment and have him come back out and do more air guitar with, uh, Kayla, the ring announcer, and, uh, I, I just can't wait to see more of him. It's, it's the new blue pants of NXT. Like the 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 enhancement talent that was a girl that uh, just she wore blue pants and so they called her blue pants and everybody loved her just because she had a lot of uh, spunk and also blue pants. <laughs> so I think <laughs> Bugenhagen is the next in that line. Maybe Bugenhagen is German for blue pants. Neither of us are culturally diverse enough to know. So I'm going to assume that's the case. Again, two G's, Bugenhagen. Bugen Hagen. There you go. Like the like the ice cream. Really? No. What? Oh, no. <laughs> so Cien uh, Almas. Oh God. Let's not. He he is forever and now uh, Andrade. So let's not let's not go down that road. Um. So NXT we had a match with Dijakovic. Yes. Uh, versus Shane Thorne, who has now lost his tag team partner. So he is just uh, kind of wandering the wilderness. Shane Thorne. I what what you have you seen Dijakovic wrestle before? I'm pretty sure I have. Pretty sure and? I have. He he looked very familiar in that name is is hard to forget. So I'm pretty sure I've seen him around. Uh man, he's a big dude. Yes, he's very big, and doing that uh corkscrew plancha off the top yeah, was uh was that's nuts. uh that's terrifying. <laughs> that's not something you want to see coming at you. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see where they go with him. He's he's basically their large Sullivan, except a little more agile. Um, so I I think he and Keith Lee have a have a date at some point down the road. I hope because that match would be dope. Just two big guys flying off the top at each other and doing things they should not be doing. Yeah, that'd be cool. I I'm d- I'm down for whatever they do with him. I think he'll be a good fit for a bit. So should be great. 
Um, we also had uh, Io Shirai calling her shot at the title, and Bianca Belair, even though she was defeated at uh, TakeOver Phoenix, saying she's undefeated, which I guess is just her catchphrase now, because <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> it's fake news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's other words you can use, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. It's, uh, undeterred? Uh, that, that just, I, all I hear is deterred, and uh, I think... You know, getting the poop string out of a shrimp or something. <laughs> okay. Um, un discouraged, <laughs> undead. <laughs> she could be a zombie. I don't know. I, I like undis undiscouraged, undecided, undecided. She's just like, like she, and she just dresses up like a college freshman. So even though um, Ricochet and Cole had headlined the show, they were the main event, and uh, rightfully so, because that, that 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 I can't really add anything to that match, but you need you should watch that match. Like it's just it's uh it's interesting because Adam Cole does leg work, like he goes to work on Ricochet's leg, and so we kind of get that uh, interplay versus just the spot fest that their matches have been before because come on ricochet's in the match mm-hmm. so uh that that was nice to see at least uh, broke up the the repetitiveness of their matches um yeah I, go watch that match for my for my money the better match on the show uh that i just like seeing these guys uh come up in terms of their 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 style their presentation but also their 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 hunger and their energy is the street profits and they were in there with Humberto Carrillo, who is a rising star in NXT and 205 Live, and Stacey Irvin Jr., who might be dead now. <laughs> he takes a, a back suplex high and tight and like go, goes backwards all the way on it and folds himself up. And it, it uh, Brandon Stroud actually tweeted... Uh, go check out this episode of NXT featuring my dude Stacey Irvin Jr. dying on television. And Stacey Irvin Jr. retweeted him and said, I'm alive. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's not dead, which that, is good to know because holy is, crap, did that move look painful. I'm, I'm glad he's alive. Uh, you're going to make fun of me for how I say this, but Umberto Corrillo? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. He's amazing. I am. Oh, yeah. He was uh, he was in Everett uh, a couple weeks ago, so he, I guess, is going back and forth between the road and full sail. But, man, that dude is cool. Yes, he is He is a, quite the high flyer and also kind of a kind of a bigger guy for a high flyer. But um, and he's, he's young. He's, he's, he's got it right now. And so, yeah, him bouncing back and forth is, a, I think, a good thing for him. Hopefully it doesn't wear him down. But... Um, yeah, I I love watching him wrestle. I like the look of Stacey Irvin Jr. I've never seen him before, but just the Street Profits, they uh they should be tag team champions like yesterday, and uh, mm. the fact that at the end you don't believe me, you don't agree. If if the War Raiders weren't the champions, maybe, but that's true. You are, you are War Raiders for life. You are gonna have to do a lot to make me not want to shout war 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 during every tag team championship match from here. And that's understandable. That's war, that's absolutely Jason. understandable. War, yeah, yeah I know. War. Uh, you're you. Steve is to War Raiders as Jason is to the Canalsis. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> only here's the thing. I'm not the only one. You're in a uh, you're in a tribe of one. There are many War I, Raiders. I could get on Twitter and find one other person. Uh, they <laughs> their last name may or may not be Canalsis. Um, that might be true. But, that you could get more buddy buddy with your uh, object of affection. I would have no problem with that. Um, and so by the end of the match, we get basically the entire tag team roster out to, you know, say, no, my spots, uh, we get the next spot, including Eichner and Bartel, which holy crap, give me them and the profits that put that in my veins. Uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch come out and then the Raiders come out and then the undisputed era comes out and, I mean, the entire episode had basically the Undisputed Era coming in for every match except for the women's because they just, they're really, really sad that they're losing their spot and they don't want, they don't want that to happen. So they want everybody to remember them. That's a good point. Um, they need a, a woman on their roster just to, so they can get all the gold. Well, I think, I think that ship has sailed because, uh, Marina Shafir is Roderick Strong's wife yeah, and I mean, she's 
clearly tied up doing other things. So I don't know that I, 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 I definitely don't see anybody fitting in there. I think if they would have had somebody, it would be uh, Lacey Evans. She feels like an undisputed era member. Yeah, who they totally be. don't get, and they get really annoyed by, but she wins, so they let her join the group. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, there, there, there's something there somewhere. I'd have to really like go through the the roster and figure something out. But my fantasy booking genes are uh, going haywire. Yeah, I, that, that's the good thing about NXT is that everybody plays so well off of everybody, and it actually feels like a contained universe where people play off of each other. Uh, case in point, when. Cassius Ono comes out to say, you know, I'm leaving because I hate you people. Screw you. And Keith Lee comes out just to punch him in the face because he's tired of him. Uh, and then the Street Profits come out to enter the ring for their match. And Montez Ford, being the <laughs> the the genius ad-libber that he is, has to lay down next to Cassius Ono and just kind of have a seizure next to him. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty fun. Before getting up, it's just... I, I like when things play off of... And they've done more of that on the main roster. If you notice, like, on Raw, mm-hmm. somebody will, you know, be, like, leaving the match after getting, you know, hit by a guitar or whatever, and they're smart, and they're going back down the ramp, and Seth Rollins comes walking by him and just kind of gives them a look like, man, that guy, am I right? <laughs> Which, you know, not exactly what I want to see, but it's it's progress, so. Yeah, I, I, so. I quite enjoy that. I want to feel like there's no commercial breaks. Right. Right, and uh, well, with the network, you can especially feel like that because there's not as many and they're shorter, but um, yeah. So, uh, uh, again, uh, uh, and as always, a very, uh, it's, it feels like every episode of NXT, something moves forward. Like, there's never an episode that's just like, oh, well, this was just setting up blah, 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 so we could get to this in the next episode. It's like, no, 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 there's, there's always something of consequence going on. So, and they, they, the four matches, like, there's... It's not like nothing happened. There were four matches. Many of them were good for different reasons. So uh, NXT remains the show to beat on in WWE for my money. Yeah, it ends with Adam Cole versus Ricochet. You can't like what's but be- what's going to be better than that? I mean, I know you yeah. think the tag team match was. It wasn't. It was great, but it wasn't Cole Ricochet good. Oh well, no, well it. it it's it is in a different way. Like you're not going to compete with Ricochet. No, that's a, but also the way that Cole, you know, grounded Ricochet, I think made that a very different match than he's had probably yeah. in his time in NXT so far. It was so. awesome. And they didn't do a uh moonsault into a super kick spot again. So they're they're trying different things. They're doing different things. It's great. And just imagine if you went for this taping you would see all of that. You would see what's happened in the last two episodes. And you would also see next week, Johnny Gargano versus the dream for the North American title. Like I, I need to get to a taping yeah. <laughs> before all these guys leave. And we're left with, uh, I, I don't know. I was gonna say Matt Riddle, but that's still dope. So yeah. Like, give me more Matt Riddle. Where's, where was he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he wasn't in this episode cause he'll be in the next one. I imagine. That's so true. that's, that's just how it is. Um, you mentioned that you didn't really get to watch NXT UK. So we're not going to talk much about that. Uh, sweet baby Tony Storm gets to come out and say, "It's just uh, her acting is also bad. Like she's like high school acting, and Rhea Ripley's not a whole lot better, but she at least I believe her look. Like she looks more badass. I will say that I had to go and look up their ages because I felt like for whatever reason Tony Storm t- on this in this recording looked like twenty, so I had to go and see how old she was. She's twenty three. And I thought, well, Rhea Ripley has to be, you know, late 20s because she looks so much more grown up and blah, blah, blah. Nope, 22. <laughs> so I just, I, I can't tell the difference. It's probably the braids in the side of the hair and the, the undercut. And it, yeah, it is what it is. I still don't love Tony Storm, but they're going to have a match next week for the title. So um, I'm guessing somebody else gets involved and we get something else going besides just Ripley and Storm for the title nonstop because... I mean, the, the the UK brand, before it was a UK brand, figured out that bait versus done is not going to get us, you know, it's not going to take us to the finish line. We got to make some other people worthwhile. So, they're working on it. Yeah, I, I, I think they're, I think they're getting there. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I like where it's moving. And another match that you uh, missed if you did not see that show was Pete Dunn. He's not defend the title, but he did fight uh, Gallus's Wolfgang. So uh, this is the episode that emanated from Phoenix. They taped while they were there for Rumble weekend. So uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's got a lot of the stars. Like uh, um, uh, what's your boy's name? 
Oh, Kiwi Buzzsaw. Oh, uh, Travis, Travis Banks. Banks. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't he have a boy. Up. And then you say, uh, Kiwi Buzzsaw. Like, oh, yeah, my boy. Yeah, so, your boy. Um, boy. He shows up during the Noam Dar, uh, Jordan Devlin match. To I, I, I like just thinking that Travis Banks had no match here, which he did. He fought in the World's Collide tournament. But he had no reason to be there other than to fly across the ocean just to make sure Jordan Devlin wasn't a dick to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, he was. So he had to come out and get, you know, give him a, give him what for. Yeah, so you, that, you, that, you gotta use your frequent miles for something. And anti-dicking is as good a thing as anything. Anti-dicking. That is, that, that is not something you want on your resume. Ah, Says yeah, you, you anti-dicked someone. Well, yes, it's better than dicking. Trust me. <laughs> no, so, you don't understand. Someone needs to anti-dick. Uh, sure. I, I'll take your word for it. I, you've been you've been in the world of indie wrestling more than I have, so I assume there's more anti-dicking there than there is on the PG world of WWE. <laughs> Only when Joey Ryan's around. I've seen a Joey Ryan match. There you go. That's... <laughs> That's actually a, compa- a comparison a lot of people made to Bugenhagen is that he looks like Joey Ryan with more hair. <laughs> so there, now you know what the look looks he's, like at least. He's Joey Ryan you can take home to mother. Uh, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but y- you need to see him in action for yourself and you'll see why. Um, quickly on 205 Live, uh, they're, they're usually only running a couple matches each episode this time uh, right now. For the time being, because uh, they run after SmackDown. Sometimes their episodes are only 40 minutes long, because SmackDown, their their run over goes a little long, I guess, after the cameras go off. So, uh, But we had Jack Gallagher versus, as <laughs> Drew Gulak calls him, Lindsay Dorito. <laughs> mm, I want a Lindsay Dorito. Yeah, it's the only kind of Dorito I have not had at this point. <laughs> um and that that match is, is good. I, I like seeing Jack Gallagher back in the uh, trunks and not the the business casual look. Not the I guess Baron Corbin took that and he's still running with it. So he's like, well, I can't do the vest because it's already his thing. But it was Jack Gallagher's thing first. It, uh, well, he went from the trunks to the vest and then yeah, back. So uh, I don't know. I like this look better on him. I think it works better, especially as a heel. It's just heel wrestling and trunks and fancy mustache. Just uh, that works for me. Um. So yeah, yeah, we have that. Um, I like that uh, Gallagher and Gulak are a team. Well, they they are together, and they're trying to get Carrillo, who you mentioned before, uh, to join their faction because and, he's a handsome know, they, man. Yeah, and they also know that he's young and impressionable, so they're like, "Oh, we can win him over to our side." But I mean, their thing is no high flying, and dude is only about high flying. So there's only one way this is going. But I I can't wait for the Carrillo Gulak match. That will be dope. Um. Oh, that's a callback to the last episode of NXT as well. Gulak shows up out of nowhere and has a dope match. <laughs> Not surprising because Drew Gulak is awesome. But uh, yeah, he just shows up in NXT. It's just like, you know, I heard things are awesome down here. So I came to see how awesome they are because I'm so awesome. And then has a match and it's awesome. Um, the final match of 205 Live was Noam Dar versus Tony Nese in a no DQ match. Which features a lot of chairs. Yeah, like the '90s up in here. Yeah, as uh, and uh, as as we have to do in a modern WWE match, we have uh, move on a pile of chairs because that's what we do now with chairs. Well, you, you, they they've had to innovate chairs because the chair is iconic, but you can't do the unprotected chair shot, and the chair shot to the gut just looks really bad half the time. So, and then yes. chair shots to the back are cool, but that you can't do them as much. Uh, so you got to get creative. You got to, you know, pile of chairs right there. As bad as the chair to the gut looks, I think the chair to break up a pin looks even worse because they do it with like a limp wristed, just one hand. And it's like, <laughs> and as soon as it touches the other guy, it's like the guy standing in the back when somebody does a, a dive to the outside and it takes out everybody. The one guy in the back that's not actually part of the group, but he falls down anyways, just cause Danny Birch earned that spot today, this week on uh, NXT. <laughs> just falling down from the sheer force it's like anime tropes out there or something all right we'll we'll get into talking about elimination chamber after the break so yeah this this will uh move us nice and neatly into our elimination chamber scorecard look because the first match on that card now is a kickoff match and it is for the cruiserweight championship why does it have to be on the kickoff because they don't care, and I that's, care. Uh, we, of course, we do, because we're good people. But 
they don't, and Buddy Murphy's going to retain, so who cares, really? Uh, yeah, probably. I'm... <laughs> I was hoping you'd fight me on it, but I, I, there's no reason to. So No, I really like Tozawa, though. I really would like Tozawa to win. I, yeah, I mean, he's been champion before. I know, and he should be champion again. But I, honestly, at some point, they need to call Buddy Murphy up. He's big enough. He's he's strong enough. He could he could definitely make it work somewhere else. And that was as good a time as any. Well, considering they called Ali up, who is deserving of it, I love it. And unfortunately, he got you know called out of the... Uh, chamber match this week which uh, we'll talk about shortly but uh yeah if you're gonna call somebody like him up then buddy murphy who you know th- th- his whole story to begin with was can he cut weight so he makes 205 live yeah uh and you yeah, can use bu- that you can call back to it if i mean if you don't want him to lose just have him eat a sandwich and now he can't wrestle there anymore <laughs> like uh, where, where would be a good uh he should be in philly next time they go through philly someone should introduce him to a philly cheesesteak and he eats like seven of them and then he's like ah oh, crap I'm 210 pounds now. Well, and have him be kayfabe and in real life with his uh, wife, Alexa Bliss. Oh, that'd be cool. I was actually going to say yeah. have him team up with the uh, Iconics and just be in an Australian uh, stable. I, 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 I like that, but I also don't ever want a guy to join the Iconics. I feel like their 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 shtick would be ruined with a, a guy. Eh, if there's so. anyone who could who could keep up with them, I would actually bet Buddy Murphy could. Maybe it's just oh, the accent could. No, playing no. in my head, but yeah, yeah, and I think it would elevate his his uh, personality outside of just the awesome wrestling. But um, yeah. So, anyways, um, okay. So you're we're filling out Steve's scorecard live because he has not had time to do it. Maybe, I just maybe if morning. I can get it into an editable format. Yes, that 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 will happen because we have to have it for uh, posterity's sake. Uh, pin submission count out DQ. What do you think? I got pin. Uh, yeah, pin. I don't know. This is this is a weird one because how often is it anything else in a pay per view? Uh, eh, there's I mean, one it, I've got for submission. It happens, but it's not super. Yeah, that will we'll we'll see as we get down the card. Um, so number of aerial moves. Oh, uh, a million. I have it at twelve. <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna go higher. I think. Uh... I'm going to say 16. Remember, the aerial moves is like second rope or higher. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Okay, 16, all right. Uh, and will the match time be over 10 minutes? No. Well, it's the no. pre-show. What else yeah, is on the so, pre-show? Uh, they haven't announced yet. That's something else they'll throw on there. Probably the Raw Tag Team, so the Revival can drop it to Zack Ryder and... and no, don't Hawkins. joke about that. I'm not. I'm not gonna joke about it. It's going to happen at some point. Like, it's, yeah, but it better not happen on a pre-show. It needs to happen on something I'm gonna watch because I want to see Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins win. You bastard! Take that back. No, I want. I, I don't want to see them dethrone the revival. I love the revival, and I don't think they should be anywhere near them because I want this. The story, right? I've never cared so much about Kurt Hawkins. Nobody has. I not, know. Not even Kurt Hawkins. So that's uh, uh yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm being facetious. Hopefully, that match does not happen, and that 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 would be terrible. But it, right now, it's not announced, so that's I, I, I think Murphy and Tazawa still goes uh, under ten. Mm, I think it's gonna go over. Okay, um, our first match uh, listed on the scorecard is one that I could be in jeopardy. I, I honestly don't know, and this is a real life thing. So, uh, the best tag team in the world versus the Usos the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships, and it features a man who was just arrested for uh, squaring up. I don't know if his hair was up at the time, but he squared up with a police officer and was going to fight. I I, I imagine it actually was, so that's a good branding, uh, good co-branding with (laughs) Sonya Deville there. Uh, Let's see, what did he Uh, shirt off Durfoff? Oh, uh, no. PG man. I'm not PG. saying for Sony Deville. I'm saying because the whole thing with Jimmy Uso is he took his shirt off. So he's a jerk off. Yeah, the shirt off jerk off. That's not a good. That that's not a good phrase to go around saying. You, however, keep doing it. <laughs> um, so I don't know if they're gonna like uh, call this match like have somebody else sub in at the last second, or if the the Usos still get to wrestle it and Jimmy just eats a pin. I <sighs> I I don't know. I think there has to be some kind of punishment here because he got arrested for getting ready to fight a police officer. You yeah. can't have that happen and 
and, and his wife was i mean she she's not gonna win the match i don't think there's any chance no, of anyways but she she was the one that got him pulled over in the first place because supposedly we was, was so drunk she was swerving all over the road so um yeah that that aside Allegedly. i don't think that well, uh, yeah. No, I think the alleged part was him trying to fight the cops. I think there's a record now of her getting them pulled over for... Oh, I, last I, I heard was allegedly and you know, just let's just cover our butts. Um, I don't no, think there's any way the best tag team loses here anyways, so it doesn't matter. But I, I really uh, yeah, like the done I, this. idea of, of them putting them in a penitentiary, though. Like like some back room like like remember the Mountie and the big boss man when they had a fight and the loser had to go to jail. Yes, they could have done that with an USO penitentiary. I mean, they still can. It's still it, and and the be... Miz is excited. The Miz throws the match because he thinks it's going to be a sleepover with his best friend. That would be great. Um. So instead instead of showing up in their their new uh, tandem tag gear, they show up in jammies. Yeah, exactly. Miz um, just convinced Shane Shane to wear jammies. <laughs> well, no, his jammies would be, cool. be his same shirt, but with with pajama. Oh, that's pants. true. Yeah. Never mind. Shane McCann's always in his jammies to wrestle. Never mind. <laughs> He's set. Yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, we can predict this match, but if anything goes awry, uh, we just throw the whole one out. I don't know what you mean by that. So, like, if, if if I pick the Usos and they end up saying, just a joke, they're wrestling the bar, I don't lose points. We just throw the whole thing out. Um, I I wouldn't say that necessarily because if they do sub somebody in, I, then that, I pick somebody's the bar. not going to win. Uh, yeah, it's, that's honestly who I would sub in if they, they're not able to wrestle. But I... Since they haven't said anything at this point, I don't think that's going to happen unless, like, some damning evidence comes out that... Oh, Jimmy Uso also, you know, brandished a guy. The, the fact that he did what he did and the guy had his taser out is with in the current climate we're in seems a very bad idea. Like he's uh, in honesty, he's lucky he did not get shot. Yeah, where and were I they at? That, uh, Detroit. Eh, those cops have seen worse. I would, yeah, I would also agree with that. But uh, yeah, uh, so. Uh, regardless, right. um, yeah, yeah. I have Shane making the fall and Jimmy taking it to as punishment, and the number of near falls is six. See, like that, g- given what's going on, makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, well, having Shane pick up the win makes sense to me because we're still kind of. I, I, I know we're we're there pretty much on the. They're both on the same page and they're both in on this. That they're all in on this, but. Uh, I don't, there's still just that that hint of that Miz is still going to turn on Shane, and I just I uh, you know be funny if it does happen because it's going to get cheered. <laughs> yeah, he's go- that's going to be complete his face turn. Uh, I'm going to actually change my in a little bit. I'm going to say the Miz makes the fall because you could also go the way where the Miz starts kind of carrying this team and, and realizes he didn't need Shane McMahon after all. The magic was inside him, and then he goes off and beats up his dad. You say beats up his dad? Yeah. <laughs> he is the true... Dad? Dads are the true heel of the WWE right now. <laughs> That's true. There are a lot of daddy issues going around. So, yeah, a good punch to his mush would probably... Uh, I don't know. I feel like that would carry over into Miz and Mrs., which is <laughs> facing its second season coming up soon. So It's, it's just a whole episode of Maurice looking at him. is like, our children are going to see that. They are going, <laughs> to, they are going to rise up and destroy you. <laughs> I will say I've seen the trailer for that next season and it looks really, really good. I really, yeah, good. No, really, like legitimately, like it's it's a funny show. If you watch an episode, you would see I'm right. It's still just reality TV garbage, just with it's people not. you like. It's it but, yeah, but well, yes, but that's that's what the reality TV is that I watch. It's the stuff I watch with. It's the stuff I don't like with think the people I like, so I watch it. <laughs> uh, the Intercontinental Championship is on the line. Lashley and Leo Rush are taking on Finn Balor in a handicap match. Uh, I don't think uh, Finn Balor's gotten a nice push recently, but I don't see him taking off the taking the Intercontinental title this early in Lashley's run. So I, if they're going to do that, I think they would do it at Mania and maybe have it be a ladder match or something. So I, I do not see Lashley and Rush losing this. Question: If Leo Rush pins Finn Balor, is he the Intercontinental Champion? Uh no. 
Or how about this? Yes, he is. But then Bobby Lashley on Monday Night Raw comes out and eats him live, or just and wears so- him as a belt. So he, okay. ha- Leo Rush has a belt around him, and then <laughs> Lashley just wraps him around his waist. That would be amazing. How about not the waist? How about like a sash? <laughs> he just can't fire. Leo me. Rush is a little bigger, so have it be a sash with the belt on. That's a that's a new look for a champ. I just have um, a human. Uh, I have this at uh, seven near falls. Leo Rush uh, ta- does not make or take the fall because I think Balor loses here. And number of aerial moves at five because Leo Rush is involved. And also Finn Balor has to, you know, coup de grace somebody and also dive over the ropes because it's a Balor match. Uh, I'm going to go again. I think this is a perfect time for Finn Balor to uh, take it. I think you can have him take it off Leo Rush, which makes it kind of keep Bobby Lashley it, it lets the feud continue in the realm of no in automatic rematch causes he has a perfectly valid reason like no I never got pinned this is stupid it was a stupid match and not look at my butt so I think Balor's gonna win it's gonna be by pin uh there will be 10 near falls because there's a lot anything that's a two counts a near fall in this thing keep that in mind yes uh, that's true and Leo Rush absolutely takes the fall, and there will be seven aerial moves. Okay. Going going high on the numbers. Um, we're going to start blowing through this card because we still got lots to talk about. We got two chamber matches. So yeah. the no DQ match, Strowman and Corbin. Nobody uh, cares. Nobody they, cares. They are doing a great job of making nobody care about any of this, and it, it involves some of the most the best guys on the roster, which is shocking. So um, I think Strowman takes it because he needs a win. And uh, I, I have screen grabs of him. He got knocked over the the barrier at one point, and trying to get back in the ring was just the hardest thing Braun Strowman's ever done. And I just, it just sucks how much they have nerfed his character. And uh, he missed with a chair. Yeah, that's sad. That's, that that's the nerfing. That's the that, that, that you see that you see the the the, the update. Um, notes and see that he yeah, nerfed Braun Strowman's throwing from plus four to plus one. It's like, no! That's his best trade. That was my build! Yeah, what'd you do? My whole Strowman was built on that. Uh, so yeah, I have, he wins with a pin because obviously he's not going to submit somebody, though if he did, that would be awesome. Um, uh, number of finishers, four, because we got to get a Claymore in there somewhere. It's no DQ, so obviously everybody else is going to get involved. Announce tables destroyed and outside interference most definitely. Uh, see, I'm, uh, I I agree with most of that, but number of finishers is eight because everyone's going to get theirs in. So it's going to be Strowman, Corbin, uh, for sure, uh, McIntyre. No. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure McIntyre's coming out there. Maybe Angle. Um, also, I could totally see a pissed off Bobby Lashley coming out just looking to to do some damage. So they've all got to get their finisher on Strowman. He's got to kick out and then he's going to power slam everyone. So there's an exponential number of finishers in this match. So I'm going to put it at eight. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think you're wrong to, to go that higher number. So um, we'll see. Um, we're going to do the chamber matches. Cause we're going to come to the women's championship last. Cause man, there's a lot to talk about there. No, no, um, no there's not. <laughs> well, no, there, there is with the developments of, of on raw this past week. Yeah, there certainly is. Uh, we have a new a, a new challenger for the title, as far as Vince McMahon is concerned. Right, which is why this uh, match is totally stupid and pointless, and it's just going to go to Ronda Rousey. But I bet you Becky Lynch and Charlotte will be there. All right, we'll just go ahead and talk about them. So Rousey and Riot are fighting for the title. Obviously, Ronda Rousey will win. I hope Ruby Riot gets a good rub off of this. I hope, uh, yeah, I hope we come out of this having Ruby Riot be a real contender and not just you know just here to fight the champ because I have to. So what needs to happen here is Ruby Riot needs to have a valid reason to go to SmackDown and challenge Asuka because that that's what needs to happen next because there's no there's no story over there and the Riot Squad going over there and three on one in Asuka and her coming out the other end just barely is what I need. Isn't it funny that the the women's story on Raw was so weak that they just had to use SmackDowns and now SmackDown has nothing? Well, because they took it. I know. They took it and they left the... Nah, ah, and and th- they had so much in SmackDown because they had th- the three best women hands down and they took two of them. And then you can't just have one best woman. She just dances around like, I, I am alone. 
Yeah, which is why she hasn't been on the show since she like won the title. Which right, is... which is why Ruby Riot needs to go over there, and and all three of them need to fight her, and she needs to win. But Ruby Riot I... needs to look intimidating, and she needs to run roughshod over every other woman on that division first. I I, I would love that, yeah, because I I think she absolutely deserves it, and um, I I'm, I don't hate that idea, but uh, yeah, Ronda Rousey definitely wins here. Uh, I don't think the Riot Squad gets involved. I think since they've got the chamber match as well, uh, and also Ruby, you know, would say, no, I'm going this alone. I'm doing my own thing. Um, yeah, no interference, and uh, Rousey wins a submission, which it, that could go either way because last time I said that she won with a pin, so uh, she obviously will do both. But I, I think she submits Riot here, and uh, Charlotte Flair watches on from the front row where she bought a ticket because – she ain't got nothing else to do on this card. Well, Charlotte Flair can go for free. Becky Lynch has to buy a ticket. I feel like Charlotte said, I'm going to buy a ticket and be front row for your match or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. She, I mean, she can afford it, but whatever. But, yes. Also, they're not going to make her actually pay for it. <laughs> they no. set up extra chairs for those people. Um, Yeah. I don't know about the Riot Squad interference. Because I, I... Oh, what if... What if Ruby has it won and Charlotte gets in, in because of the right squad? She's not going to do it without us. The right squad interferes. Ruby has it won and then Charlotte comes in and interferes to even the, because she wants to protect the, her match. She doesn't want to fight Ruby Riot at, at Raw, at uh, WrestleMania. Oh, I think in her current character, I think she absolutely would fight Ruby Riot. She just wants the title. She doesn't want to own Ronda Rousey. She That's just... true. She's she's not the one who wants the big event. Uh, Ronda and Becky Lynch are the ones like, no, we want the main event of WrestleMania. Cause... Well, arguably, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, it's Vince that's just like, I want this blonde to fight this woman. <laughs> blonde fight. Blonde fight. <laughs> that's, uh, that's all he's about at this point. So, um I will admit that that was a, that was a genuine shocker at the end of Raw, where you know Ron, uh, Becky, you know, with all the ex- advice she's gotten all night from uh, well abbed Finn Balor and other people. I liked all those advice. I mean, it showed like the it was a good way to show a, a lot of nuance to the decision she had to make, and it showed it from different different sides, different people's take on it. I really liked that segment, and I liked yeah, the I... nice abs comment at the end. Yes, your abs are still amazing, by the way. <laughs> Just with an angry face. Just, uh, perfect. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't mind those either. And it also, like you said, made it like, okay, I'm going to apologize because I have to. I understand that. And it, it doesn't I, – I don't like all these people that say, you know, this has to be Stone Cold. Like you have to do everything note for note like you did with Stone Cold. It's like, no, right, you don't. Yeah. Make it its own thing. Well, and I, so, I liked uh, Ronda Rousey's comments. It's like, listen – this isn't about you and me. This is about women everywhere. And if you throw it away, I'm going to break your freaking arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I did like uh, how Becky responded to Charlie or Charlie. who's was basically like, you know, when are you going to get out there and make your decision? <laughs> and Becky was like, it's none of your damn business. <laughs> and just walks away. And Char- Charlie has the face like, what's up with that? No, I and thought her Char- face Charlie. was, yeah, it is. My job is to report on these things. It's literally <laughs> my business. My job yeah. is to ask these questions. <laughs> she should get better at her business. Yeah, um, she's not great. So, uh, yeah, Vince Vince came out and said, you know, I, I, I'm i sorry, Becky. I don't believe your apology. I hate you, and this is the woman I choose. And because I'm the boss, that's what's happening. So, obviously, we'll get a three-way dance at WrestleMania, and Charlotte will now be the chosen one who may or may not win the title just to piss us all off, but uh, I don't think so. Um, no, it's WrestleMania, and it's the last match. We're going to get a Becky win. I really wish we would have just gone with Becky Lynch versus Rousey and had that be its own story, but also Agreed. I get why they're doing this, uh, and it'll still be a good match. Yeah. It, this doesn't ruin it for me, but I I am absolutely one of the people who thought a uh, one-on-one match would have been better. But anyway, yeah. back to this. Uh, submission, 15 minutes, right of square interference, yes. Okay. Okay. Um... I hate that we're going to talk about this one last things because it deserves to be talked about for all 30 minutes of our podcast. Kofi Kingston. <laughs> like, I feel like I, I, just, I just want to stand up and clap for him for quite some time. Holy that balls. Was amazing. That was like, remember when we were kind of tired of Seth Rollins and then he had that gauntlet match? Gauntlet matches yeah. are the thing now. They are. They that actually do them well. Do and they've done it perfectly Two of the last three times. They had the women's one that was just fine. 
It wasn't anything great, but this one was amazing. So good. Every single part of it was so good. I did not see Kofi Kingston getting Ali's spot, who was injured. Um, and I also did not see him, yeah, lasting until the last, second to last guy. Um, and and well, doing it in th- style. Like, yeah, I guess he got two, he lost to the second to last guy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, just I, I, it's such a good look on him. I think this sets him up for an awesome uh, chamber match as well. I think it gives us something more interesting to talk about than... You know, uh, I'm excited to see all these guys wrestle together, but also, I mean, some of them have been not not handled well recently. So uh, having Kofi come into it and have him be just hot fire Kofi is, uh, oh, it was so good to see and seeing the New Day, you know, come out to support him and being so proud of their boy and uh, just everything. Kofi Kingston was the star of, of WWE this week. And that's a, that's a great thing to be able to say. I, I hope it. I hope it leads somewhere. I hope it goes somewhere for him. I think he's going to have an awesome chamber match. I bet you he gets the most eliminations again, just because mm-hmm. it, it makes sense. Um, I also have he and Styles starting it out because they're the ones that ended. Well, I mean, it, it's the one he's the one that ended the match for Kofi. So uh, I, I could see that, and maybe I don't think he eliminates Styles before anybody else gets out. But uh, yeah. That that match, that gauntlet match was was really, really, really something. And and also starting it off with Kingston Bryan and getting that match for like twenty minutes with commercial breaks, but still was a treat. So but I uh I have uh Brian retaining here because I don't know why you'd do anything else. Um I could see a few reasons to do other stuff. Um I think somehow Rowan or Harper, if he shows up, is gonna get involved and uh and and lean this Brian's way, but somehow Brian Brian comes out on top. Yeah. Um, when is the next Saudi Arabia thing? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's still scheduled, like the other one was. So like three weeks after uh, WrestleMania. Wrestle- after WrestleMania, okay. Yeah. Because I could totally see them if you get if you you, you build up hopefully Kingston because you need a face. So let let's let's go of Kofi Kingston. Let's keep him the. The, the challenger for WrestleMania, have him win at WrestleMania. That would be an amazing moment. And then Daniel Bryan doesn't have to go to Saudi Arabia and they don't have to draw any attention to it. He's just not on the card. I mean, I can see them just not defending the WWE championship in Saudi Arabia as well. Or so, the, like, make, the other argument I've heard is he just uses that as a reason not to go. And because everything, everything Daniel Bryan says becomes bad to most people because he's the heel. So you're like, you don't go to Saudi Arabia. You deny the people there a chance to watch wrestling. Or I deny the people. Anyway, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I would hope next time they go to Saudi Arabia, especially with the, the most recent developments, that like half the roster says we're not going, and they have to pull Brian Kendrick. Well, they already versus... said to half the roster you're not going. Yeah, well, yeah. Um... So yeah, Brian. I think Brian takes it. Uh, I think Styles actually will have the most eliminations because uh, Kofi's going to be the star. But um, I think, uh, yeah, that's that's my prediction for that. And somebody goes through the wall of a pod wall because somebody has to. And uh, Joe is the first one eliminated because, I mean, Joe's just a joke now. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm gonna the uh, be quick for a little. Okay. So uh, we're going to start with Kingston and Hardy, just so we can have a couple baby faces flipping around a little bit. Just start out nice and light. Then Joe comes in, then Styles, then Brian. Uh, first superstar eliminated, I'm going to put Hardy because he's not really important. He is filler and be done. Uh, which Does a superstar go through a pod wall? I'm going to say no because I think they need the chamber in good working order for the next match. Unless I think that's... this is probably the last match on the card. I don't know. They 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 like. I don't know. Women's is first time ever, so maybe that will. Yeah, be they like putting things that are first time ever at the end. And if someone goes through a pod wall, I would love it to be uh, the iconics, and they just keep going in and out of that hole and locking themselves in there for a while. But I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think they're just going to leave. the 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 The, the chamber is going to have the best elimination chamber pay per view ever, and just not get hurt this time. Uh, who makes the final fall is going to be Brian because he's going to win. I agree with you there. But I think most eliminations is actually going to be Joe. I think this is a chance to save Joe and uh, just make him look like a boss. So he's, But he's going to be a sneaky... Everyone's going to keep hitting all these big moves, and then he's going to coquina clutch him. 
And then... I, I'm fine with that. I just like saying this is the time when Roman's going to beat Lesnar and that it doesn't happen for like 12 matches. I don't think this is where Joe gets his shine back, but uh, I could be wrong. I'd be happy to be wrong. Um, moving to the Elimination Chamber for Women's. Uh, tag team championship uh they did a decent job building this this week um we have uh sasha and bailey and um carmella and naomi i believe uh, no, no not them who's who is coming in first with them oh it's a uh, mandy uh, fire and desire uh they will be entering first because they lost their matches so uh we know they're the first entrance and uh i, I still uh, sasha and bailey are t- gonna take the match i think um i think it's elimination chamber is fun because it's like the royal rumble where it's like oh who's gonna be the next one to come out oh my god it's joe oh watch him just you know destroy everyone and uh it every time the countdown ends in this match i'm just gonna be like oh it's the (laughs) (laughs) i am excited for half of these women i like i like half of them a lot I like them. I'm just not sold on a tag division for the women yet, especially based on what they've built it on so far. Like it's, I don't know. After, after the whole title belt run, run around has ended months after WrestleMania, give me uh Oscar and Becky as a team and they just murk everyone. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause and, Oscar uh, could be the same thing. Like, no, you underrated me. And I even was the freaking champion. I'm going to break some women's arms. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, I, I hope the Iconics avoid every possible contact until they know they can get a pinfall in this match. And uh, uh, Sasha and Bailey win. And they, they pin Tamina because, God, somebody needs to pin Tamina for this thing. Uh, so you're you're a fool, Jason. Sasha and Bailey need to chase the championship up to WrestleMania so they can win it there. So that means we need to have a heel team win. And if the Iconics win, no one's going to be upset. So they're out. So it's either the, the, what, who it should be, the Riot Squad, so they can have the, the, the gold and kind of rub it in people's faces and then go to Smack, take it to SmackDown and take Ruby with, with them, which is what I've very, made very clear is what I need in my life. Or you get pure nuclear heat and you put it on Tamina. God, that would be... That would be ballsy. Um, the reason I think Bailey and Sasha take it here is because uh, Sasha is coming into this with a legit injury that she barely got cleared for. So I think they'd be terrified to have it go until WrestleMania and have her get injured and lose that complete storyline. So I think they do it here just because they're afraid. Uh, but if they do it here, it they lose that complete storyline. There's nothing there. So you have her take a month off while the Riot Squad are over in Blue Land murking on... Carmella and Naomi, who are just not a team, and let's just stop it. And um, I, I, they could have some really good matches with Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose and Carmella and Naomi. I think they're great wrestlers. It just doesn't make sense that they're a team. And uh, oh yeah, okay, I'm talking myself into it. The Right Squad are going to win because they also are running away from Nia Jax and Tamina, who they just barely squeaked this over because Ruby Riot comes in and kicks them in the neck. Okay, I've just I've I've made my decision. Riot Squad for the win. I might be booking with my heart here. That's all right. That's that's a good way to book in this show because it means I win. Um, <laughs> make sure to put all this down on paper or or digitally because otherwise it doesn't count. Um, yeah. I've, and I've, finally, I have my unscheduled appearances as Harper, Zane, Wyatt, Sullivan, and the Bar. Oh, you fool! I really don't know who would be a, a non-scheduled appearance on this one. McIntyre. So that's. He- uh, he's, I hate that. I, I guess that's unscheduled, but it is. That's the case, it's, yeah, it's bad. And the, there are so many names on here who should be on here. Ooh, Amos could join their beat up Strowman party. He's not going to be helping anybody until Rey Mysterio is vanquished from this earth. Eh, he's already vanquished in my heart. Well, Rey Mysterio that's... lost the moment he didn't have Selena Vega next to him. You want Rey Mysterio and Selena Vega together? No, no. I'm just saying, like, I don't care about anyone who isn't oh. on this. I don't care about anyone who doesn't have Selena Vega in a Vega costume standing next to them at all times. Okay. that I have a new reason to live, and it's Selena Vega in a Vega costume. Uh, yeah, well, I guess it, given your your uh, love for that series, it would be. I was going to say her in the, uh, the uh, was it Jade 
yeah, Jade costume from also Mortal Kombat. Also amazing. I well, that, would, that would have been more your speed, but uh, no, they're both yeah. my speed. I, yes, <laughs> I have one speed, and it's Selena Vega. <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a great note to end the episode on. Um, and we are speeding right into fast lane after this, but we're stopping at the elimination chamber, and that's where we will be this weekend. Um, a lot of it should be an exciting show. I, I definitely uh, excited to watch. See the first tag team, women's tag team, I'm named, right. and uh, this this gives us a more clear picture of where we're going to WrestleMania because Fastlane is the last stop. So um, here we go. But that will do it for this episode of Pro Grapplers. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, you can subscribe to the podcast. You can get it on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Find it on Anchor. Find on that fine, fine service that is getting better with every passing day. And leave a review if you're able to there. Um, you can find us on Twitter. I will be uh, hopefully tweeting about the show uh, as it goes on. That is my plan. Uh, sometimes I get sauce, wing sauce on my hands and I can't tweet as well. So <laughs> <laughs> that's legitimately the reason sometimes I don't tweet during these things. It's because I've got my hands are messy and I'm like, well, I can't do anything now. <laughs> So, <laughs> I cheer up my favorites with sauce on my hands. That's, that's how I do things. But we are on pit- Twitter at P Grapplers. Individually, I am at the Jason Sigler. I am individually at Idahobo. No wing sauce. And that's that's will be your downfall. Always wing sauce. Always. We'll talk at you next week <laughs> on the greatest podcast in the history of our sport. I am amazing Jason Sigler, and I am Steve the Shin Kicker Shinny. We are stepping inside our pod and hoping we're greeted by an RKO on the way out here on Pro Grapplers. Pro Grapplers.